Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Jay Shetty is a former monk and social media influencer with millions of fans and billions of views on his inspiring videos, so he's well-placed to share his thoughts from his time as a monk on how we can all cultivate a positive mindset. Welcome to Jay. First things first, do you think it's the same for people who describe themselves as like naturally half glass half full or glass half empty? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that we all have a running conditioned default perspective on life, right? The same thing can happen to two people and they both deal with it completely differently. And we often see that in families where both people get the same schooling, the same parenting, the same approach, and they react differently to it. And so these are usually conditioned default responses, which means they can be rewired and changed. It's just that we've had a habit for such a long period of time that we think that that's who we are. So it's almost like if you repeat something every single day for the first 20, 30, 40 years of your life, you think that's who you are, but actually it's just been a repeated habit. It's not really who you are. It's the habit that becomes you. And I think that's sort of explaining uh, something that we've actually talked about in the last couple of sessions, which is, you know, neuroplasticity and the ability to change. Absolutely. Yeah. I, a big fan of neuroplasticity. I think for so many of us, we grow up believing that we are the way we are. This is who we are. And we're stuck with it. And we're stuck with our limitations and our beliefs and our values. But we don't realize that just like we can upgrade our phones and upgrade our laptops, we can upgrade our minds and upgrade our brains. The incredible thing is I've been able to do more in the last three years than I could have ever imagined to do in the last 10 years. And that's not because I'm special or because I'm different or any of that. It's simply because I started to realize how far you could stretch the human potential and the human mind. And I'm constantly surprising myself by what's possible. And do you think there's an aspect here of, it's a sort of like a mix of, of confidence and size of vision and mindset for your own future? Because there's one thing to set out the idea of doing, uh, you know, wanting to make wisdom go viral on the internet. But then, you know, there's the having the mindset to do so. So that comes perfectly back into, you know, cultivating a positive mindset. Did you have to work on that before really taking the steps to fulfill this vision of yours? I, I actually started before I felt confident. And, and I think that that's partly the reason why you're able to learn along the way. So if I go back to the beginning of the journey for me in terms of creating content, I didn't believe anyone would watch my videos. I had no idea that any of the work that I ever made would matter. And to be honest, I was just doing it because I really wanted to help people. And my intention was, can I create content that starts conversations? I really believe that people were having deep, positive conversations behind closed doors, but could I bring those into the mainstream and help people have those conversations every single day, whatever they did in their work life or personal life? And so for me, it was all based on an intention rather than a result. And what happens is when you test an intention and you focus on becoming productive and effective in whatever you're trying to do, your confidence builds from doing small things well. It's like if you set yourself a challenge of, I'm not going to eat sugar for a day and you accomplish that, guess what? Your confidence builds. Whereas if you set yourself the challenge saying, I'm not gonna eat sugar for a whole year, 
and you fail, your confidence drops. So actually setting yourself small commitments and small promises is what builds confidence in yourself rather than setting these really lofty, large targets, which you often end up failing on. And so it's not that we shouldn't fail. Of course, we should fail. But you start by developing a positive mindset by keeping small promises and commitments to yourself. I mean, before we go into more details on how to create a positive mindset, what do you think about sorrow and sadness or a level of apathy? Do you think there's room for that as well in this sort of balanced brain? Absolutely. And I, I didn't used to believe this before. I think that's a great question. I used to always believe you had to be happy all the time. And, and I believe that if you ever felt sadness or you ever felt a moment of weakness, then there was something wrong with you. And I think I felt that for a long, long time until I experienced a lot of those things myself. So maybe even growing up, I would judge people who showed weakness or showed vulnerability. And then I started to see it in myself when I went through major health issues. You know, when I, in 2013, I went through some really, really bad health issues myself. And that really made me aware and which really broke down my ego and arrogance or confidence. And, and I started to reflect on, oh, wow, like I, I feel this way too. Like, where's that coming from? And so I actually believe that the biggest mistake we can make is try and put it all under the carpet and just, you know, just forget about it and try and hide it away. And I think we do this as a society in the world today. If you look at it, we try and hide the mess constantly. And when you do that, it just builds higher and higher and higher and then erupts on another day. And so actually there is a lot of space for sorrow and sadness. It's having the tools to process it effectively and to not continue to dig a deeper hole in that situation, but to know what to do with that. So it's not about snapping out of it. It's about knowing how to heal and process it. It's not about being positive all the time. It's knowing what to do with negative thoughts. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you spent three years in a monastery, as you mentioned. So is that where you started to develop your positive mindset from? Is that part of the practice? And for those of us that don't want to spend three years of hard work like you did, you know, how can we get started on a positive mindset right now? Yeah, absolutely. So no, I, I would definitely say I always describe my time as a monk as monk school or mind school. You know, it was a time where for three years, I just got to dedicate my life to understanding the mind. And I totally appreciate that not everyone has three years to do that. And that's partly why I do what I do today is wanting to make that process easier for people. And what I loved and learned at that time is that you got close to every single one of your feelings and emotions. You got close to that stillness. So they did this study a few years ago now. And in this study, they asked men and women if they'd like to be alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes or give themselves an electric shock. 30% of women chose to have an electric shock and 60% of men chose to have an electric shock. Now, when they did the study and they asked them, they said, yeah, it's because we didn't want to be alone with our thoughts for 15 minutes. When I got to be a monk, I had to do the very uncomfortable task of sitting in the discomfort of my own thoughts, beliefs, and values that I'd processed up until that point in my life. When you face those thoughts, rather than switching on a show or getting distracted, you give yourself an uncomfortable feeling in the short term, but a feeling of real confidence in the long term. And so that's really what starts off with developing a positive mindset first comes from, I wouldn't say confronting your fears or going head on with negativity. It's just sitting with the discomfort that may arise around some of the thoughts that we numb. And I find that we do this a lot, and I do this a lot, we try and numb negativity, right? And we numb it through uh, video games, TV shows, alcohol, there are multiple ways of numbing it. And when you numb something, we all know this, it doesn't go away. 
And so it's almost like you get short-term, you know, short-term gain, long-term pain, but that sitting with that discomfort is the first step. So I always ask people to, when you have a negative thought or you have a negative emotion or feeling, sit with it and ask yourself, why am I having this? Where is it coming from? And that's a positive conversation to have. Now, the truth is you don't have to have that conversation the moment you had it the first time, right? It may be that someone just broke up with you or you just got rejected or you just lost your job. That may not be the right time to have a conversation. That may be the time you need to switch on that show or go and get a drink with your mates or whatever it may be. But after that time passes and you feel more ready, it's really good to take a moment to have that conversation with yourself and start understanding where it comes from. The next thing you wanna do, so I call that spotting, spotting the pattern of negativity. That's the first step in building a positive mindset. Do you actually have a daily or weekly positive practice? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have quite a few. I have quite a few. Well, I, I, great, because, you know, we're not, you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a process to get to where you are, like you said. So even if we pick up one of these, it's brilliant for everyone. So. And, and not just, you know, the truth is that, like, I struggle with all these habits all the time, too. So it's not like I've perfected them or that my life's perfect and I never miss a day of this. It's it, the whole point is that you're always moving upwards and forwards. But there are plenty of times when my habits uh, are not great and I, and I fall into bad habits, too. So so I have this acronym that I love sharing at the moment, which has transformed my life because I think often people think of habits as really complicated. I actually think it's only four, maybe five really good habits that we need to focus on. So they spell out the acronym TIME or TIMES, like the TIMES or the Financial TIMES. Uh, so T stands for thankfulness. And I know we were speaking about this earlier before we went live with everyone. Like you were saying, you have a gratitude practice as well. I really believe that we don't realize the power of thankfulness. We looked at it as a very soft and kind of like fluffy thing, but actually gratitude is profound. It's scientific. I'm wearing the perfect t-shirt. The thanks, this, yeah, exactly. The NHS thanks t-shirt. <laughs> exactly, like, you know, but how much joy does you get in standing outside at the same time as everyone else and everyone's celebrating, clapping for the people that are risking their life for us and working so hard for each and every one of us. You feel a direct benefit from that. Now imagine how that benefit increases when you reflect on that every day for three things, the people, the places, and the projects that you're grateful for. I think it's really important to break down gratitude to be specific, not generic. So generic gratitude is like, I'm grateful for the air. I'm grateful for uh, the sun. And if you are really grateful for the air or the sun, that's amazing, by the way. But most of us, that's slightly disconnected from us and we may not really feel it. So I always talk about specific gratitude, not generic gratitude. And specific gratitude is for people. So you may say, hey, I'm really grateful for my mom, my dad, my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. I'm really grateful for this place that I visited last year. And then finally, projects that we're grateful for. I think it's really important to look at our lives and look at what are the projects, what are the career platforms, what are the work things that I'm doing that wouldn't be, and we were doing this earlier, we were talking about, you know, being entrepreneurs and starting our businesses and feeling that sense of gratitude of the dates that we started and the times we started. Uh, I in the acronym stands for insight and inspiration. And I mean, heights and you're doing it right now. Like every day we need to have a habit of learning something. And this can be the smallest thing in the world. I've, I've sometimes simplified it as much as if you're just learning a new word. Actually, let's do it together right now. So I'm going to type in, and I love typing this onto Google, unique words. So I, I often do this because I'm just on unique words with meaning. So I've just literally Googled that right now. Okay, so this is one. Of, okay, so this is a word. It's called Meraki, M-E-R-A-K-I, to do something with soul, 
creativity or love to put something of yourself into your work. It's a great word, Meraki. You may say, well, Jay, what does that do for me? Well, first of all, you just felt you've learned something today. When you've learned something today, you've now just boosted your mind to feel positive because you're like, okay, I've learned something new. My mind is active. I'm using a different part of my brain. Now you may share that in a conversation. You may have a conversation later on with a friend or a family member and you'll say, hey, I learned a new word today. It's called Meraki. This is what it means. What brings Meraki into your life? And it starts and sparks a whole new conversation. Now it's building relationships. So something as simple as learning a new word every day. For me, sometimes it's reading a quote every day that inspires me. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be reading a paragraph of a book. I think sometimes we look at learning and inspiration as having to be completing an encyclopedia, right? I've like, actually got a great tip here. Go for it, please, my, share it. My, my, my homepage um, on my computer is informationisbeautiful.net. Oh, nice. And it is, it is the world's database of infographics of positive news that are going on in the world every single day. I had no um, idea of that. Send that link. That sounds great. Yeah, I love that. I will. I will put it in the comments as well. It's so beautiful and so great. And it's just uplifting to see uh, a visualization that the world is improving and it's better than starting my day with Google homepage. Yeah, absolutely. There's a perfect example. And I think, you know, you can make it your screen background on your phone, your laptop, whatever it is. And I think it just needs to be simple. The point is make it simple and do it every day rather than trying to achieve this huge thing of like, I'm going to finish a book in a week. And it's like, yeah, you can finish a book in a week, but you won't remember any of it. You won't apply any of it and it won't mean anything. It's just a, it's a vanity metric, not an actual transformation. M stands for meditation. I'm a big proponent of meditation. I was leading meditations on my page for 40 days. We did a live meditation on my Instagram and Facebook live. And meditation is a brilliant practice that you can start from wherever you are. And it can be as simple as just sitting with yourself for a few moments and breathing, right? Just being aware of your breath can be such an incredible win. And E stands for exercise. I'm a big proponent of exercise. And that actually only came into my life when I met my wife who really built that habit in me. And so I've only developed that habit in the last few years. And I cannot tell you the impact that it has on productivity and effectiveness. I'm not working out to get a particular type of body or to look a certain way or to, to be, have any aesthetic. I'm working out because I want to feel more productive. And S, if you add one on for times, is sleep. Not compromising on sleep. No matter how much you feel that watching that extra, trust me, I've been watching the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls documentary right yeah, same now. Here. Yeah. And it's so good and I'm behind. So I'm on episode five, I think I just started. And every night when me and my wife are watching that, I'm like, all right, let's watch one more episode. I'm like, no, let's not compromise on my sleep. And I feel like doing it every night because it's so good. But I promise you that you'll prefer to sleep that half an hour to an hour earlier. Your mind will feel much more decompressed and you'll be happy in the morning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at your heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how healthy your brain is, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain health to get your free score from one to 100. See you next time. Hold up. 